Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole, and I'm very excited for today's episode because most of the time when we're thinking about finances and financial planning and retirement, we think that everything is a purely financial decision. It's about the numbers. It's about what makes sense. It's about there's a right answer and then there's a wrong answer. But so often in finances and personal finance, it's really not about the logical, rational decision. So often it's the emotional side of things. It's the subconscious, almost identity side of things of how we grew up around money, what our experience with money has been, the decisions we've made along the way. So often, even without consciously realizing it, it is those experiences and that sense of even who we are that is what drives us to make the decisions that we make. So the question that we're going to be going over today is a good one that I'm excited to dive into because it touches upon just this. So here's the question. The question is from a listener. The listener's name is Tom. Tom says, James, I continue to enjoy and learn from your podcast. Keep it up. Thank you, Tom. He goes on to say, I will break ground on a new home this month. My retirement assets are at 1.9 million. We will start drawing upon our required minimum distribution next year to be used to make house payments and then some. However, as we select builder options, we find ourselves reluctant to spend the money when I know there are no limits. So here's my question. After 50 years of savings, what are your recommendations for transitioning from a savings mindset into a spending mindset? Thanks in advance, Tom. Tom, thank you for your question. And just some background for other listeners. Tom and I had previously communicated and the question was more around just general planning and showing that there is more than enough. The income sources from various incomes and assets Tom has enough money to meet all of his needs and then some. And what he's touching upon now is even once realizing that, it is now challenging to actually do that. It's now challenging to actually increase spending, knowing that he does have the ability to do so without jeopardizing his long-term financial stability. Now, here's why I like this question is because, Tom, this is not unique to you. This is such a common thing that I see over and over and over again, and it's not always the case, but generally speaking, the people that done really well saving and investing, they did really well saving and investing because they had a mindset that over the years, they have lived below their means. They have prioritized savings. They have prioritized investings. And it's become a habit or it's been a habit for so long that it's really become more of an identity thing. They have gotten to where they are because of what they've done. And now that that they are where they are, It's different to become a new person. It's difficult to just flip a switch and all of a sudden switch from that savings mindset into a spending mindset. On the flip side, the people who have no problem spending, people are very good at spending. Many times they don't have a great savings or investing mindset. So those people oftentimes have trouble doing the opposite. How do I stop spending so much and begin saving? So I love this question because even outside the realm of finance and retirement planning, This question gets at what I believe is just a core truth about life. And if you can grasp how this works, it will benefit you greatly, whether it's financially, whether it's with health, whether it's with other aspects of your life. It's just a truth about life. And to me, it's really about two things. It comes down to two things. The first of which is habits. The second of which is our identity. 
So habits and identity. Now, as I said, this is something habits, identity is in my own personal life, something that I am fascinated with and something I've spent a lot of time researching and learning about and implementing different things in my life. And I have probably learned more about this from an author named James Clear than anyone else. And so James Clear is an author. He wrote a best-selling book called Atomic Habits that is just an excellent book. So I'm going to be borrowing heavily from what James Clear said in that book or what he said in certain articles because I think that some of what he's sharing is directly related to this question. So I'm going to start by pulling out a uh, quotation that he has, by pulling out kind of an excerpt from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. He says in his book, quote, the key to building lasting habits is focusing on creating a new identity first. Your current behaviors are simply a reflection of your current identity. What you do now is a mirror image of the type of person you believe that you are either consciously or subconsciously. To change your behavior for good, you need to start believing new things about yourself. You need to build identity-based habits, end quote. Now, here's why this is applicable. As you're asking this question, Tom, or as you're listening to this, is anyone listening to this and saying, okay, there are just things in my life. Either I want to save more or spend more. Like this question is, these things that we're doing, they are habits. And these habits are based upon our identity. And so instead of trying to say, okay, I have a goal to spend more, Really, the question is, how do I change my identity? My identity now is someone who is maybe frugal or someone who lives well below their means or someone who is just very focused on saving and deferring. And that is a good thing and that can serve you very, very well. But once you get to the position where you say, look, I've done all the saving, I've done all the investing, I have more than enough, that habit, that identity could actually hurt you if your goal is to see how can I live life to the fullest and do the things that I want to do with these funds. So that's the first piece. James Clare in a different section then goes on to say this. And again, I quote, he says, as you're looking at habits and as you're looking at identity, he says, quote, the first layer is changing your outcomes. This level is concerned with changing your results, losing weight, publishing a book, winning a championship. Most of the goals you set are associated with this level of change. The second layer is changing your process. This level is concerned with changing your habits and systems, implementing a new routine at the gym, decluttering your desk for better workflow, developing a meditation practice. Most of the habits you build are associated with this level. The third and deepest layer is changing your identity. This level is concerned with changing your beliefs, your worldview, your self-image, your judgment about yourself and others. Most of the beliefs, assumptions, and biases you hold are associated with this level. Outcomes are about what you get. Processes are about what you do. Identity is about what you believe, end quote. All right, so what does that even mean? I want you to imagine three circles. So in the middle, you have the smallest circle. And then around the small circle, you have another circle, which is called the medium-sized circle. And then around that, you have an even larger circle. So three circles, the smallest at the middle, the second one around that, and then the third one even around that. So what James Clear is talking about here is that in the very middle, what you have there is identity. Identity is what shapes everything. That's where the habits actually flow from, the beliefs that we have about ourselves. 
The second layer is the process. That's what are the things that you're actually doing? How are you actually going to implement this new habit or change a habit that you have? And then the third layer, the outer layer, that's actually the outcome. That's what you see from the outside. And that's the that's what you get. That's the spending more, feeling like you can spend more because you have it. That's where you are accomplishing your goal of writing a book or of losing weight or whatever it is. It's, it's very similar to if you've ever seen Simon Sinek start with why he has the three circles there too. He calls them the golden circles. He says, in the middle, you have the why. And then outside of the why, you have the how. And then outside of the how, you have the what. So the what is what we actually see. But the what is driven by the how we do it. And the how is driven by the why. And so Simon Sinek's point is he says, look, leaders like Steve Jobs or Martin Luther King Jr. or the Wright brothers, he uses these as examples, everything they did started with the why. Now, that's getting a little bit off track. But what it applies to is in this framework that we're looking at, as we're looking to see how can I start spending more? How can I feel the freedom? How can I give myself the permission to spend more? Well, that's just the outside layer. That's the outcome. So let's actually apply that framework to this. Because yes, this framework, it's usually about things, like I said, like people have a goal of exercising more or of losing a specific number of pounds or writing a book or doing something different. This goal, Tom, your goal, as you're mentioning in this question, is how can I give myself the permission to go into a spending mindset or give myself permission to enjoy what I have? Well, let's look at that. Let's look at this as from an example. The, the outside layer, the outside layer is the outcome that you want. So this is the end result, which is I want to have a spending mindset. I want to give myself permission to spend. That's what we see on the outside. Well, the inner layer just beneath that is we have to ask ourselves, what process can we change to do it? So can we implement a system? Can we implement a routine? Can we do something in order to lead to that outcome? So in this case, Tom, I would encourage you to say, be intentional about this, but understand what are some of those things that you would like to spend on. Let's just say that it's eating out. Let's say that you, you are very frugal and you won't go to a restaurant if it costs more than a certain number of dollars. Well, can you look at this and say, okay, I am going to once a week, my spouse and I, we are going to go to this nice restaurant where I know it makes it's <laughs> the food there costs more than I want to spend, but I'm going to force myself to do it. And we're going to get into a flow each week of going there, spending more money than we feel comfortable with, because that's a process. You're not focused on the end outcome. You're seeing what process can we build into our life that will gradually help us to become more comfortable spending this money. Then finally, after you do that, as you continue to do that over and over again, it's ultimately going to change your identity. Your identity will go from someone who is very focused on saving, which again has served you incredibly well up until this point. But at this point, there's nothing more that identity is is doing for you, at least as it pertains to your question. How does our identity begin to change from someone who is focused on saving to someone who is focused on spending? Now, you may be listening to this and say, this is crazy. Why is a financial planner telling me to focus on spending? I say this because financial planning is not about hoarding as much money as we can. It's not about how can we die the richest person in the graveyard. It's about how can we use our finances to reflect and how can we use our finances to fulfill what's ultimately most important to us. So if spending isn't important to you, if you're listening to this and say, oh, I, you know, I have more than enough, but I feel like I spend everything that I want to spend. Well, great. 
no problem. But if you are listening to this and you're saying, gosh, I really do have this mindset that is preventing me from doing the things I want to do, and maybe it's been helpful to get me here, but how do I change it? This is an example of how you might think about doing this. Another quote from James Clare. I told you I'm going to lean heavily on him as we go through this episode. James Clare in his book says, quote, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. I'm going to repeat that. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. So Tom, going back to my example, assuming, and I'm just making this example up, of course, of going to a restaurant that's that's more expensive than maybe you would typically feel comfortable with. Every time you do that, every time you go to that restaurant and feel a little bit uncomfortable as the bill comes, that is a vote. You are voting for the type of person you wish to become, which is someone who is who feels okay spending, someone who feels okay using the resources that you've done a good job of accumulating up until this point. No single instance, so no single trip to the restaurant, no single bill you pay, that's not going to transform your beliefs overnight. But as those votes build up, as those instances build up, there is going to be a new identity that emerges. I say this not just because I'm reading James Clear, but this, one of the reasons I love this question is I've seen this in my own life. I remember before getting married, I was very frugal with where I would spend, whether it was restaurants or trips or things with friends. It was very much a save first identity, very much a frugal identity, which, which served me well in a lot of ways. Then I got married and I still had that identity, but my wife is much better. Ash is much better at wanting to plan those great experiences for the both of us, wanting to be able to experience wonderful things and making sure that, of course, we're in a good financial position to do so before we did it. Once that was the case, she helped to push me and she helped to change my identity as someone that says, okay, the purpose of money is to save it and defer it and be, be wise with it to say, yes, that is important, but so is using money to reflect what's most important to us, using money as a tool to accomplish what we want to be able to do. So every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. So in doing this, one thing I want to be clear about is don't just go spend money for the sake of spending money. That, that is pointless and that can actually be detrimental. But if you are listening to this and saying, yes, I want to get out of this saving mindset. It served me well, but I'm ready to transition. I'm ready to level up. Be intentional about this. Think about this. Before you just go spend for the sake of spending, Look at your values. Look at what's important to you. Look at the types of things that you want to be able to do. Is it going out to eat, like I'm talking about here in this example more, going to a nice restaurant? Is that really important to you? Maybe it is. Is it taking more trips with your spouse or with your family or doing things like that? Is it maybe giving more or supporting more, whether it's church or charity or some other nonprofit like that? understand what's most important to you. So you're intentional about this. You're not just spending money to throw it away and to blow it, but you are spending money more in an area that aligns with what's most important to you. You want to be the designer of your world, not the consumer of it. That's another thing that James Clare will talk about. How do you design? How do you be intentional about where you want your money to go and what you want it to do for you? as opposed to letting the unconscious beliefs about money, the unconscious beliefs about who you are, your identity, drive the decisions that you are making. So at the end of the day, you know, to go right back to the question, 
Tom, you say after 50 years of savings, what are your recommendations for transitioning from a savings mindset to a spending mindset? Well, it's not just saying, hey, Tom, you can do it. Look, I ran the numbers. You can spend more. Go try to spend $20,000 more per year or whatever it is. That's not how I would do it. Don't focus on the outcome. Focus on the system and focus on the process. So what does that look like for you? Identify the areas that you would like to spend more on or be able to use more of your resources on. And then begin with habits. Begin with little habits of how can you take little actions every day or every week, doing things and building those into your habits because new habits done frequently enough lead to new identities. And it's that new identity of someone who is able to spend freely and someone who is able to spend without guilt. That's ultimately what you're looking for here. So Tom, thank you very much for the question. This is something that I know you are focused on, but this is something that millions of people are focused on. I know because so often people, as they get into retirement, this is a switch that is very difficult to flip. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you everyone for listening as always. If you're listening and you've not done so already, please leave a review. I'd love to hear what you're thinking. I've gotten lots of great feedback of people emailing me and that always means a lot. So thank you for those of you that have done that. Please leave a review. Please make sure that you're subscribed and I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer on a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer on a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.